who's going to talk first? Oh, it's always me. You guys always get so nervous when the bright lights come on and the, the we switch that sign over to on air. You guys always get like a little bit gun shy. That's all right. I'll walk into the tunnel first. I'm not afraid. We're back. <laughs> into the tunnel of podcasts we go. Where we come out, nobody knows. Okay, Willy Wonka. You know it. The Aerobic Power Builder podcast is back in action on a Sunday. Who are we brought to you by on this Sunday? 1440 Coffee Roasters. Ooh. So, yeah, we've just been enjoying some pour-over coffee, courtesy of 1440 Coffee Roasters. This one is the uh, Ethiopia Yurga Chef. Now, so my background for a long time was in brewing. So you learn to taste with your nose. And this, I'll tell you what, their coffee is tremendous. First of all, I think they ship it to you two days after they roast it. So it's not, it's impossible, basically, unless you live at a coffee store to get it any faster. Uh, but it's super aromatic. So this one actually reminds me in many ways of uh, like drinking IPA. If you put coffee and IPA together. It would be, and it didn't get you hammered. It would be, it would be kind of like this. <laughs> like so this. it's tremendous. We're enjoying it a lot. Speaking of enjoyable, what is today's topic, my friend? Individual design. Oh, specifically what part of individual design? Programming. Oh, okay. So the actual individualized design of individual design. We're not going to talk about making something and then having 30 people do it and hurting them like sheep. No, no. A little bit no. different. A little that. different. A little different than that. Like basically the complete opposite. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. Uh, so why don't we go through, before we kind of go into breaking the pieces of individual design apart and talking about them individually, why don't you tell us just very briefly about what individual design is. So if people are new to the podcast, maybe, or haven't heard ones where you've referenced it before, they have a kind of a sense of what in the world we're talking about. Uh, yeah, so individual design uh, is basically that. Uh, focused on the individual based on their goals. Uh, we design a program to get them to that point. Um, it looks different for every single person. It looks different for the three of us sitting at this table, uh, because we all have different goals. Uh, so our programming may look the same as far as certain movements that we tend to do, uh, but are different in that you are a 37 year old male. I'm a 32-year-old female, and Rye is our 18-year-old young stud. So all different, different programming. So Rye, what would you add to that? OPEC CCP coach, <clears throat> Rye, youngest ever OPEC CCP coach. Uh, what would you add to that idea of individual design? Uh, I think just kind of like how we've outlined in the past that it's um, it's an elaborate thought process based on an individual's goals or what's important to them or what they are interested in. So I think it's, it's exactly what the name says. It's individualized and um, made for whoever their client is. 
So, but I think I think we've covered that to a pretty broad extent. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is in terms of the thousand foot view. And so the goal over the next 25 minutes or so is to talk a little bit about how we go about creating an individual design. And so, you know, assuming that the majority of the people listening to this tend to be clients in one form or another of a gym and maybe some coaches too, to maybe shed some light on what this process actually looks like. So it really begins when someone walks through the door um, with the initial consultation. So if someone is interested in working with us, they come in um, and basically that's our opportunity to talk about the coach Amanda is just hacking <laughs> up a lung in the bathroom. She politely excuses herself. She's just going bananas in there. She has the, I, she has the Rona virus. I hope she's okay. <laughs> but anyway, we're just going to keep rocking. So the idea is to collect some background and to get a sense of where that person is so that we can get a sense of how we can help them. So background looks like what they've done previously for fitness, if anything. In some cases, there's a huge extensive history of working out and playing sports at maybe a high level. In other cases, there's literally no fitness history. We're starting from, from literally zero. We talk about injuries, um, things that we as coaches and programmers need to be aware of. So we're not asking somebody to do something that, you know, they have a previous injury that, in you know, kind of contraindicates that. Maybe most importantly related to that, we talk about their goals and what brought them into the room. Um, and I think this is probably ultimately what really separates what we do from more of a templated model. We talk about schedule and where they're actually, where and when they're actually going to come in and execute this programming, or if they're not gonna come in to our facility, what, where they're going to do it. Um, we start to figure out if they're not going to come in, what does their training environment look like? Do they have limited equipment, uh, et cetera? Do they have limited time? And so we can program around that. And then finally, we start to break into what is ultimately a giant iceberg of nutrition and lifestyle factors um, and started to get a sense of where they are nutritionally, what their sleep looks like, what their stress looks like. Do they have children? Do, you know, what other things in life are occupying their time and their attention and are important to them because again that also figures into how we're creating a design there's a very different design for somebody who is in their early 20s and doesn't have children and has a lot of time to dedicate to fitness and have, has an extensive fitness background and is really interested in pushing performance their design looks very different from somebody who's in their mid forties and they have three adolescent children and they have an extremely stressful and demanding job and, and they're looking for generalized sustainable health. The, the, the program looks very different for those two. So we need to ascertain where someone is so we can create an appropriate program. Uh, so that's kind of the initial piece of the puzzle. Um, so do you guys have anything you want to add to that? Anything that you that I didn't mention? Um, I think some people, one thing to think about and one thing that um, I've learned a little bit with the OPEC CCP that you've been talking about is if maybe you're someone who um, aren't quite ready or you already have come in through the 
uh, consultation process and you're a little lost with your goals, there's some exercises or thought processes that, that you can take um, to think about what maybe developing what your goals are, what may be a goal for you. So like if you think about um, where you spend most of the time in your day or like where your thoughts are during the day, uh, stuff like that, then you can start to develop what's important to you and then therefore designate what your goals are so if you're if you realize your family is really important to you then your goal is probably lean towards being able to pick up your kids for the next 50 years so i think if you're someone who's kind of in the middle or you don't really necessarily know how to answer a question of like what are your goals then there's there's other there's like roundabout questions or thoughts that you can take to get there yeah, and I think that's a good point. And we've talked about goals in the past uh, and devoted a whole episode to goals. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, get your mind running around what what that looks like for you. And I think, too, you know, from our perspective, it's not always wildly or singularly important that someone is able to articulate all of their goals from the outset. Um, the reality is, is that the, the goal of that initial consultation is the first meeting of what is hopefully a very long and fruitful uh, client coach relationship. So oftentimes what happens when I first meet someone is they can articulate their goals in very broad parameters. And it's only as I get to know them better and we start to go through the next pieces of the process that they're able, we're able to drill down on that a little bit. So yeah, there's certain many different strategies, but from the coaching perspective, a lot of times the best strategy is patience and allowing yourself to get to know the person better, keeping in mind that initial conversation you have and kind of relating back to that conversation when, when, things come up that you need to discuss. A lot of times what I do is is start to use the second piece, which is assessment or some one-on-one session coaching to dive a little deeper into that. So at some level that, you know, assessing someone allows you to figure out what their mobility looks like, what sort of basal technical ability they have. If they have no exercise background, that might be zero. If they have extensive you know, sporting background that might be considerable, um, how quick they are to learn things. And everybody's a little bit different, but it gives you the opportunity in your rest breaks and just going through that process with someone to figure out what they're inherently good at and how you're going to make them inherently better at things that are important to them, but maybe there's still some room to grow. So a lot of times the first two pieces work in concert with one another because the you can't talk about every single thing in the consultation, but a lot of one-on-one time allows you not only to start to build a relationship and some trust, some mutual trust, but also develop a sense of where the path is going to go initially. Whereas, you know, in a 30 minute conversation, that's not necessarily going to get fleshed out. Yeah, and I think the good part for us in, in starting with that process um, and it begins in how we have that conversation. So whether it's an in-person meeting or whether it's through Skype or something like that to where we're trying to ascertain where you are, uh, that's also telling. Like We like to 
meet you right face to face type thing. Um, and so I think it's awesome that we have the opportunity to do that with most of our clients in person. Uh, but we both have clients that we don't see in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so continuing that communication doesn't just end after it's like, Oh yeah, this is what you want to do. Okay. Here's how we deliver your programming. They continue to have conversations with us, um, albeit virtually, uh, so that that's guided just like as if they were in person. Yeah, I think that's a really good segue. So as someone comes out of, say, some maybe initial one-on-one -on -one work, if they're new to this process, or, um, you know, sometimes we could think of it as if we, we like rescued you from group class and you begin to move into individual design, how are, how we interact with someone really is contingent or dependent on how they pursue fitness. So we have many people, if not most of our clients who come in to the facility within which we work and we work with them in person. So you see them, if not every day, somewhere between three and five times a week, say. But we all have people who work with us remotely who we either see in person, not at all, or very rarely. So why don't we talk a little bit about sort of the difference in how we interact between the two? Because obviously the goal is to provide the same super high level of service, regardless of where someone is. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of evaluate the movement and where the direction of the programming and how someone is um, resonating with the programming or in some cases maybe not virtually or not in person yeah so we use true coach as a way to deliver our programming and there are some really awesome tools within that platform uh, that allow our clients to record themselves and submit videos so that we can see their movement patterns. Um, so we're still able to give them cues and adjust their movement patterns if necessary, uh, because we are still laying eyes on them. Uh, I also will do weekly check-ins and that is dependent on the person. Uh, so some of them strictly via email, uh, some it's a phone call, some it's like a video conference. Uh, to where we're, we're chatting and talking about the week that they had or if they really struggled with a specific day, um, just making sure that they're getting the same amount of contact um, with me that they would otherwise if they were in person. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's very similar uh, in my case. A lot of times we communicate in the method that is to the preference of the client. So for some people that's um, like a Google Hangout or things like that. Other people, it's phone call, et cetera. It's just really what what makes the most sense in that person's day. It's a really good opportunity to go over um, the broad the scope of programming. So I just had two conversations today with people, one person getting started. So we were talking about what she had done most uh recently in terms of programming and therefore where it would make sense to pick up with her individual design programming. So we weren't uh, creating redundancies, but also, you know, one of my clients who's uh, effectively finishing a block and where he wants to go from there. And so that, that conversation, frankly, has been going on for with us for a few weeks and has afforded him some time to think about it, where he wanted to go. 
Um, so we're pre-planning -pre basically for our next thing. And the goal behind that is not only for me, the programmer and the coach to have um, a sense of where I want to take someone, but for that person to play a really integral role in where we go and to understand the why of what we're doing. And I think, again, this is one of the things that in many cases separates individual design from templated programming in say a group setting is it's extremely important for us to articulate and for that for the client to understand why we're doing what we're doing and the idea frankly is to teach people to fish so that not only do they understand why we're in a particular rep range, we're doing super particular movement patterns on a particular day, or why particular aerobic capacity training looks like it does, but that they can start to really at some point be able to do that for themselves. And they don't, they're not always entirely reliant on us to, to create that. So Ryan, I know a big element of uh, OPEX is creating independence. So, uh, in the sense that you're in the thick of that, tell us a little bit about your thoughts about what something that can be maybe counterintuitive for a lot of people, which is coaching coaches creating independent clients. Yeah. So the whole idea is that on a long enough timeline, a client will be, will essentially not need the coach. So you've taught them enough to understand lifestyle, nutrition, sleep, exercise all of these things and how to um, essentially handle all of it by themselves. So obviously that's a lot of stuff. So it's not overnight. It's more of like a 10 to 20 year process, maybe more, maybe less for some people, depending. And it may not never happen for some clients. Um, but the idea being that you work so closely interconnected with each other to dial in a plan for someone and you're so uh, engage with them that eventually they don't even need you. So in the same sense that like a teacher at school, isn't going to just like hand you a worksheet and walk away. And then you never connect with them until the next month or whatever. It's the same idea. So you there, it's a more, it's, it's like almost like tutoring rather than just like showing up to school. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the whole idea is that eventually it's just, it's just the client on a long enough timeline because you've shown them, shown them the way for everything that they need to know. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Um, so why don't we talk about the evolution of programming? So let's say a client comes in, they go through that, that intake process, whether it's coming out of group class or just walking in the doors for the first time and just beginning with individual design, you know, <laughs> their programming over time is going to change. So I guess the first question to you guys, and I think this is a little bit of a misnomer, uh, this, does someone have to be just entirely focused on lifting weights? No. So, so elaborate on that. Like, so how can their programming look based on their preference? I think that goes back to the discussion behind their goals. Right. And in conversations that we've had about our own personal training and the seasons that we tend to go through. Um, and so your chain, your training changes as your goals evolve. Um, so there may be somebody that's just like interested in general fitness. Like they're just like, I don't do anything currently or, you know, yeah, I may like 
run every now and again, or I did whatever in the past, I'm just interested in getting started. And that's kind of the baseline. So we set them up with a program that kind of gets them that general awareness of exercise, how their body moves. And then they decide, oh, I'm interested in X, whether that be powerlifting, whether that be bodybuilding, whether that be weightlifting, whatever the case may be, they want to run a marathon. So then their programming then evolves to support that new goal or that new thing that they're striving for. Um, so it just connects everything that we've already addressed, like the communication that we have with our clients, how the programming is specific to you in, in what you're looking for. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I think the, like kind of the like mistake of assuming that it's just lifting weights is, maybe in part because that's kind of what we focus on and recently talking about on here um, or posting on Instagram and stuff like that. But I think the, a lot of people have a program that looks like lifting weights and then some sort of aerobic activity in a session or one session is uh, lifting weights. And then the next session is all aerobic activity. So you're going to get a little mix of everything. So just because you, um, just cause one day is one thing doesn't mean the next day is going to be the same thing, or you could do all of one and all of the other. It's again, dependent on what you're looking for. I think that that's again, sort of where the role of being a coach comes in is to evaluate where someone is relative to their goals and then how best and most efficiently and most sustainably and most safely to get them to their goal. So oftentimes, for example, if we take someone who's very, very new to training, what that's going to look like is relatively uh, long duration aerobic capacity work where the focus is sustainability and initially some uh, hypertrophy focused or, or muscle building focused strength work. And the reason for that is because that's inherently a little less risky than going super duper heavy. And for someone who's just learning the movements, it's entirely inappropriate for them to be expressing things like maximally, like one rep doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, but doing lots of reps comparatively makes you better at the movement. So we can kill a couple birds with a single stone there where we're, we're increasing someone's work capacity and their ability to get work done in a session. Uh, we're building their aerobic base. And because they're doing lots of reps of, of core movement patterns, they're becoming better at those things. So it, often it makes sense to start there for someone who's a little bit newer, um, but it, quite the opposite. On the opposite end of the spectrum, people who aren't new that I were coming sort of um, coming out of, say, a group setting, we look at what the program, if the program was like had any coherent focus, like what what their most recent focus was and then we try to evolve based on that so it's not a, certainly not a one-size-fits-all it's kind of the opposite where it's completely case by case of helping someone along given where they're at so we are about 24 minutes in at this point my friends so i think we've 
hit the big elements of this. I think one of the important things to remember is that it theoretically never comes to an end. Like what makes this so valuable is it's individualized to the to the person, but it's a continually evolving process. So as we sign off uh, or get ready to sign off and drink some more coffee, uh, what do you guys have in terms of of closing thoughts that you'd like everybody to think about? Well, I think if if you are listening to this and you are not someone who works with us already but are interested in learning more, uh, to to reach out to us, shoot us a message on Instagram if you are following us, um, or shoot us an email. Super simple. Uh, Amanda or Ryan or Rye at friendshipfitness.com. And we can answer any questions that you may have about individual design, trying to figure out if it is a fit for you, if it's something that would work uh, within your goals, uh, or even just have that conversation or start that conversation of how you figure out uh, what fitness can look like for you. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely, definitely shoot us, uh, contact us if you would like to. And I think my parting remark is that whether you're an individual design client or you're doing something else, I think at the end of the day, um, it's all about just having fun with what you're doing and enjoying that. And that's part of what we can do as coaches is find something, make it enjoyable for you instead of you just have to have to get in and just get in and sweat. (laughs) So yeah, I think it, it definitely should be enjoyable to some extent. I think, yeah, to, to sort of piggyback on that, uh, the goal of this podcast is for you, the listener in your car, or when you're taking a walk or something like that, is to just have you think a little bit. So if we can have you think for just a few minutes about how this may relate to you, and maybe you're already involved with individual design, maybe you're maybe thinking about just getting involved with fitness period. Maybe you're, you're working out a conventional gym by yourself. Maybe you're in group class. doesn't matter. Think about, be a thinking athlete. So think about how this may or may not relate to you, how it may or may not resonate with you. Um, is what you're doing right now moving the ball forward? Because the worst thing, other than doing nothing at all, is to engage yourself and invest your money and time into something that is not as productive as it could potentially be. And there's never been a better time, whether it's through us or whether it's through a thousand other entities, for you to make your pursuit of fitness and and happiness as efficient and as effective as it can be. So take some Take a collection of moments to think about that and and make sure that you're in a good spot with it. But in any case, thank you for listening. Thanks to 1440 Coffee Roasters and the Vetwad Roast. Tremendous. Really good. I'm going to keep drinking it. I think it's wonderful. Um, But yeah, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Have an unbelievable rest of the day. See ya.